0: This is Ryan, copy. Tell me what you see.
1: The sunrise. Can't beat the view. Beautiful.
2: Terrifyingly beautiful. We
0: have to go, we have to go, go, go. we want Houston. We I can't I can't see you. I'm really scared. No, 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 no.
3: Gravity. Rated PG-13. Experience it in IMAX 3D.
4: Hello, everyone. This is Rico, and you're listening to Treks in Sci-Fi, your weekly dose of geeky goodness. Today is going to be podcast 458. It is October 13th, 2013, and today we're going to look at uh, kind of a classic style show with a look at an Enterprise episode from season four called Affliction. And it's going to talk about some latest news uh, going on. Lots of uh, little neat things coming out uh, from New York Comic Con this weekend, and some Star Trek uh, news, and and just all kinds of fun stuff. So um, sit back, relax, and let's do the show. I'm Captain Kirk. Ladies
5: and
6: gentlemen, may I present the winners of the 74th Annual Hunger Games? We are the
7: I'm the doctor, by the way. What's your name? Rose. Nice to meet you, Rose. Run for your life.
8: My name is Optimus Prime. <laughs> Resistance is futile. Yes, Jedi's strength flows from the Force, but beware of the dark side.
1: Iron man, that's kind of catchy. It's got a nice ring to it. I mean, it's not technically accurate, It's, it's a gold titanium. Oh lord. Sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that.
4: This is uh, reach Cole, and you're listening to Trex and Sci-Fi. Alright, I am back, and welcome again to A Treks and Sci-Fi, uh, the weekly podcast about Star Trek and Star Wars and other geeky topics of discussion and lots of stuff on television and the movies these days and just all kinds of... Uh, great things it's a great time to be a geek isn't it uh so i just again want to thank uh chris for joining me last week with our discussion sort of a little off our normal topics uh talking about anti-heroes that was a lot of fun to do uh so thanks chris for that and this week though we're going to be back to looking at star trek and uh just talking about our normal kinds of uh format and and things I feel a little, again, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's fall weather, uh, a little congested this morning. I don't know. Maybe it's because I was up uh, a little bit late last night with those ragtag fugitive podcast boys, uh, Chris and Rick Moyer, and uh, we were doing a a, a look at an old Battlestar Galactica from uh, the 1978 to 79 Battlestar Galactica, which uh, was a lot of fun to do. uh, But uh, it was past Rico's bedtime. Oh, there I go. Talking in third person. So... All right. The first thing I really want to talk about, back to uh, topics or topic, uh, is and I'm not going to spoil it at all, but I just got to talk about it. uh, Is the uh, the little TV spot there I paid played at the beginning, paid played at the beginning of today's show? Gravity, this new movie with George Clooney and Sandra Bullock. That is it, it. I saw it yesterday, and it is just it's just one of the best movies that I've seen this year, maybe. Of of all time, I mean, it's just just such a good movie. I will not spoil it. I will not say anything. I mean, you guys have seen the previews. I'm sure a lot of people listening have probably seen the movie. Uh, but uh, it, it's just such a well done movie, well put together. But you know, it, it's it's just really grabs you, um, and I, I think it, it's just you you get sucked right into this movie. Unlike a lot of movies, I think that feel like you're just kind of watching them. This one, for some reason, I, I don't know what it is, and I hear this from a lot of different people, but it just pulls you right in, and I, you know, it, it's it's just, and it's so amazing to see. I went to see it in, uh, our the visuals, you know, the I went to see it in an IMAX theater, which of course was in 3D, which um, which you know didn't really bother me that that much. I don't, I'm not really a big fan of 3D. I, I, I've constantly said and feel that it, it's unnecessary. Uh, I mean, and there are some neat things and neat effects with the, you know, space type stuff uh, and that, that kind of dimension of things coming towards you and away from you and that field of depth. But uh, one thing that I noticed in this movie, and I noticed this in just about every 3D movie that I've ever seen, and I haven't, I've seen a few, not a lot. I, like I said, I don't usually go see them, but it's like there's parts of the movie where you don't really see it at all. There's parts where it's really there, and then there's parts of it where it's like, okay, wh- why why doesn't this seem like it's 3D anymore at all? And I don't know if this movie, I have no idea if this movie was one of those that was filmed in 3D or converted later or whatever, but that's just kind of a side thing. I, I just really wanted to see it on a huge IMAX type screen just to feel like you're out there in space with them. You know, I grew up in the space age of go, you know, when I was a little kid, very, very young watching the moon landings and You know, I think just about every little kid, especially maybe little boys, I have to say, uh, always, you know, at least I dreamed of, you know, being an astronaut and going into space. And, of course, my love for Star Trek and everything like that. So this is about probably, you know, I told Lynn uh, she didn't go with me, which I I keep bugging her that she needs to see this movie. But um, I told her yesterday when I got home from it, I I said it's about the closest I think I'll ever get to being in space is, is this movie. And you just feel like you're right out there with them. So uh, I can't say, I cannot say enough good things about this movie. And I, and I don't want to spoil anything at all, uh, but definitely go see it. Go see it in the theater. It's, it's well worth, you know, making the effort, dealing with whatever you got to deal with and the costs involved and, you know, getting, getting out there in the real world and not waiting for home video. And I, I, I mean, yeah, you can watch it on home video eventually. And there was somebody on the Facebook group that put a post up and says something like will it be as good on dvd or i don't know exactly how he worded it and i said well you're gonna probably i'm sure you're still gonna enjoy it but uh, I, I just you know this movie this is not a you know romantic comedy or a drama to me those kinds of movies you know you can easily watch on on your home theater system and and they don't lose a lot of their impact but there's just something about this movie the impact i think that it has is, is certainly enhanced by seeing it in the theater and imax if you can that that probably is maybe even more impactful (laughs) so uh so go see gravity i I, again i can't say um can't say too many uh, or enough good things about it my older son has seen it and, and he loved it too so i have not uh and i am not even going to get into uh there's little junk out there i've seen little bits of it of the whole like you know what could be happening and what you know, nitpicks. Let's just call them of a, of a movie. And I, I'm not even going to go into that because I I don't want. It, it doesn't matter to me at this. It, you know, in most movies that really doesn't matter to me. I, I just got completely swept in, sucked into this movie, like uh, very few that I have. And uh, and it's just uh, it's just really well done. I, I hope they they win huge number of awards to show that you can do a a good movie. Uh, with a very straightforward story, really, and 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 some solid, uh, you know, completely amazing and solid acting, and, and great characters, and just everything, I you know gets me going. Just thinking about it again. Uh, so, go see Gravity. That's uh, that's all I'm. <laughs> that's all I have to say. Let me just take a little short break. I think I'll slide in a break right here, uh, and. Um, I wanted to say that uh, Vartok is is trying to get me a music segment. I'm not sure if it's going to make it in time for the show. But Vartok, if you get it to me in time for the show, I'm going to slip it in at this first break here. And then I'm going to come back with some general news uh, related to Star Wars The Clone Wars, uh, maybe a season six, and a couple other Trek stories. And then we'll get into the Enterprise episode for this week.
7: Hello everyone, this is Vartok again with a Trex and Sci-Fi Music Moment, one soundtrack and a few words. For today's moment, I'm going to talk about track number two to the film Oblivion, titled Waking Up, by French electronic music band M83 from Antiba. The band, formed in 2001, is named after the spiral galaxy Messier 83. M83's music is characterized by extensive use of reverb effects and lyrics spoken softly over loud instruments. The movie Oblivion, starring Tom Cruise, was released in April 2013 and is about a post-apocalyptic earth based upon an unpublished graphic novel of the same name. The film was co-written, produced, and directed by Joseph Kaczynski. On why director Kaczynski chose M83 to score the film, he said, I went back and I found my first treatment for Oblivion from 2005, and it had listed in the treatment a soundtrack of M83. Obviously, the Tron Legacy collaboration with Daft Punk worked out as good as I would have ever hoped, so I wanted to do something similar in that I'm pulling an artist from outside the movie business to create an original sound for this film. And now here is Waking Up. See if this does not remind you to Hans Zimmer's tracks from Inception. That's it for this music and sci-fi music moment. Back to you, Rico. All right, I'm back. Let's uh, let's start off uh, instead of Trek. Let's talk about Star Wars because there's a, quite
4: a bit of Star Wars rumor stuff going on uh, related to the next, uh, you know, Episode Seven and Clone Wars and, and uh, also Star Wars uh, Rebels and, and that. So first off, let, let, let's say to me the the biggest news that that I just saw this morning which is about season six yes season six the unaired uh, episodes of the Clone Wars you know the Clone Wars has canceled at, uh, after season five you know I think some of that had to do with the Disney sale and and, and other things and then but um, but there was talk you know at the time that all these episodes of the of the next season had been already started and worked on and and it was hard to say or exactly how far along they were and all that but Dave Filoni, who uh, you know, executive producer of Clone Wars for TV, a, a announced, I guess, yesterday on his Facebook page, I guess, I think it was his Facebook personal page, anyway, that he is saying saying that uh, in 2014, we are going to get the last season, which is a, a total of 22 episodes. I, I knew there were quite a few. I didn't realize it was a full 22-episode season, uh, that uh, we're going to see those in 2014, uh, the final, you know, last season of the Clone Wars and that's that's just amazing for for a couple of reasons. First off, 22 episodes and that are either all completed or mostly completed and they were thinking of not having those shown. I mean, come on. Kind of stupid really when you think about it. It's not like people who like Star Wars can't gobble up both another animated series like Rebels and Episode 7 and and this other season of the Clone Wars. It isn't like you're really going to have too much out there. People will will I don't think you're pulling fans well gosh i can't see the clone wars season 6 because i'm already seeing episode 7 so that's too much star wars yeah so so we are going to get these in 2014 there isn't any any real detail beyond that uh except that you know he's saying next year uh it's going to happen and they're not saying exactly how they'll be released whether they will be ending up being aired on on television like on disney XD or we'll just get them direct to home video like DVD and Blu-ray, or maybe a deal with iTunes or, or other video-on-demand services. Who knows? I would really think and hope that they, they broadcast them on TV. I, I hope that happens. I, I'd like to see them that way. I mean, I'll eventually buy them, I'm sure, in a box set or whatever, which they are just released, you know, the quote-unquote complete... St- clone wars one through season or one through five in a box set so now you've got this season six thing coming so whatever uh but uh it it, that's great news it really is i I think through the you know that series had really evolved and been really fun to watch and uh i'm glad we're gonna get it so uh so there's that uh there's also a little bit of news coming out of comic con in new york this weekend about star wars rebels there is a new villain that's been introduced that's going to show up this series of course they they released a a completely tiny tiny 15 second or so teaser 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 of a teaser trailer uh for uh the rebel series that didn't show very much it kind of showed that that first little bit of scene that uh, in an animated form from the first star wars film with the uh, star destroyer going across tatooine and all and with a voiceover but they uh, they didn't show very much, and but Comic Con they re- revealed this this new villain, who I guess is uh, he is supposedly he's tasked by Darth Vader to hunt down the remaining Jedi Knights. So Darth Vader says go out there get the Jedi, kill them off or whatever. And the name of this character they're calling him that I'm reading here online uh, called the Inquisitor. And there's a picture up online. He looks kind of to me like a mashup of a little bit of vader a little bit of darth maul uh well not so much darth maul except for the fact that it looks like he's got a double-bladed lightsaber here but he's all kind of in black uh he's got kind of a bald white head almost looks kind of like a skeleton in a way with uh some red markings in on his face uh looks pretty nasty like a nasty guy uh they don't say too much here i'm reading down about a little um more on the character but uh but yeah so uh it, I was kind of hoping and thinking that we were going to see Vader actually more, that we were going to have Vader out there, you know, hunting down the Jedi. And, and maybe that'll still be part of it, too. Uh, but this guy is going to be a, a big part of it. Looks like the new the new rebel show where, um, you know, that's set basically after episode three, but before episode four in that in that gap of 20 years or so there. So this uh, cool news and, and interesting uh to uh to see what's coming from that and that of course that series is not really going to start until next uh all the way till next fall i believe uh sometime on on television so all right let's segue and and talk a little trek news um there's there's several stories i'm looking flipping through um uh, the star trek uh, news on trekmovie.com uh i think i may have mentioned before the the juan ortiz uh episode art prints there's a limited edition set um that uh, is out and available that i picked up uh, really great book uh, this is this sort of you know kind of art deco is that the right way to look at it anyway um but he did a poster for each of the original series episodes and they were collected in this uh, in this limited edition book which uh, really cool really well done uh, that uh, you should pick up. Just search for Juan Ortiz Trek on, on Amazon or something, you'll find it. It wasn't very expensive either. I think, it, what was it, about $25, I think? Really nice coffee table style book. Uh, there's there's all kinds of rumblings and rumors uh, online about Star Trek coming back to TV. Supposedly, there was a there's a very unconfirmed rumor that Bob Orsi, uh, this guy uh, reported that Bob Orsi he had a meeting with CBS with the, with the idea of reviving Star Trek on television. So, you know, take that for what it is. Of course, Bob Orsi is one of the guys that worked on the movies, the last two Star Trek movies, one of the writers and, you know, we'll see what happens with this, and, and there's all, you know, everyone's clamoring and, and wanting and hoping that we'll get another Star Trek. I still I still think it won't happen until we get another movie, but who knows? Maybe it'll be sooner, sooner than that, uh, and then the idea, what will it be? What kind of a, of a show will it be? I think people are thinking now, well, it's got to be set sort of in this J.J. universe, uh, uh, and the way they've changed Trek for that, and that kind of technology, and and, and so forth, and, and, and in a way, wiping out everything that's happened. Not really wiping it out, but they won't be using anything from, you know, TNG, Deep Space Nine, Voyager. It won't be in that universe. You know, we're in an alternate universe right now, folks. So so maybe they will continue that on television. They don't have to go that way by any means. And I, I think they, they should realize people are smart enough maybe to... Maybe, I don't know. Maybe they don't think people are smart enough to realize that they're two separate things. Um We'll see, we'll see. Who knows they they may one day reboot Tng on television and be like the Tng crew, but sort of set in the JG universe. I would not put it past them to do that kind of a thing. so uh, you know, it, it's uh, you know, I was talking to the guys when we before we did the ragtag um, podcast last night about, you know, sometimes you just sort of have to accept what happens. I mean, we're not the ones running these shows producing these things it you know and and take it for what it is you know enjoy it for what it is would you like something different in some cases would you like a different star trek movie or a different tv show that they might do yeah maybe or maybe not but you, you you can't really do a whole lot about it you know you can you know post things online and you think that everyone's reading about it and these guys have reported that they do listen to the fans to a degree but then they also need to do what they think is best and what they want to do uh and and they're the ones running the show so i mean you gotta gotta sort of take that uh you know what isn't there a phrase or you know give me the give me the the power that's not the right word but you know uh, you know give me the power to to accept what i cannot change or some phrase like that right i uh I, i i'm definitely guilty of sometimes getting a little frustrated by things I I probably can't change, but sometimes it's really only things that are, I have a window or I have a chance of possibly changing. you know, things related to work stuff or or, or whatever. I can't change or do anything about what the next Star Trek movie is going to be about probably, or the next show. So you kind of have to accept to, to, to some degree about it. And if you don't really enjoy it, then you don't watch. And, uh, so, uh, and what else do we want to talk about? There's this new Chase Masterson, who was on, of course, Deep Space Nine, some retro ty- style sci-fi show called uh, R.U.R. Genesis. Uh, it's it's a um, a short film. It looks like you can find this story on, on TrekMovie.com. Uh, what else do we have here? Some comments from you know Kurtzman too about the past Star Trek. You know, the last Star Trek movie, uh, stuff like that. You know, da 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 da. I guess that's about it. You got another uh, season three of Enterprise coming to Blu-ray. There's a trailer up for that. Uh, but um, but yeah, uh, let's also I'm gonna just briefly split off from Trek and talk a little bit about TV and and the, some of the new shows and and returning shows that I've been watching uh let's just sort of go through the weeks uh monday i guess sleepy hollow is the genre show there that i i'm enjoying i guess i think i've just now seen the fourth episode last week so i'm caught up uh i like it, it, it it's good i, I want to see where it's going it's it's not grab me quite as much as, as some of the other stuff but uh but it's okay and it's and it's fun the guy playing uh ichabod crane on that show that i i don't know if he's really english i i, I suspect he probably is he seems to ha- have the accent down pretty well, but uh, uh, he is really good. He is a great actor, and I don't think I've seen him in much else. So uh, I, I I think that guy's going places. Um, on Tuesdays, of course, we have Marvel Agents of Shield, which I've been enjoying. I think we've seen three episodes now, or four, three. Um, but good. I think it's you know they also just announced they're gonna they're they're definitely having a full season of that they, ABC gave the go ahead to have a full season of that show. On Wednesdays, we have Arrow, which returned last week with its first new episode of season two, which they've really amped things up on that show. And I mean, I I loved last season. It was like my favorite new show of last season. And this season looks great. They got Summer Glau on there now. Uh, He's sort of changing his his way of doing things. Oliver is and uh, Oliver Queen, who plays Arrow or well, he was called the hood on the show. But I think they're going to be changing. They're they're definitely indicating they're going to change that that name of his alter ego. So, and then after that show, uh, there's another one, uh, on that network on CW, uh, called the tomorrow people, which, uh, actually his brother is on that show. The guy who plays arrow, uh, Steven Amnell, his brother, I forget what his brother's first name is, but another Amnell brother, uh, is, uh, playing the character of Steven on that tomorrow people, <laughs> which is a very X-Men style mutant, uh, hiding and, 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 uh, type show where they have powers like telekinesis and teleporting uh, and 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 mind reading and, and everything i've only seen the first episode i liked it uh, i'll keep watching and and i'm not sure i never watched the previous version of this you know there was a uk version many years ago uh, and i don't know how similar this show is if if at all to that show uh, i'd like to hear from some of the uk guys put, put it up on the facebook page or or shoot me an email or a voicemail or something. But let me know if, if you're watching both of these, if there are, how similar they are. I don't, I have no idea. Oh, I also skipped over on Tuesday the Originals, which is another vampire show that's a spinoff from the Vampire Diaries, uh, which I've loved the Vampire Diaries. I just think that's a terrific show, great cast. And, and that's back on Thursdays. But the Originals is a spinoff set in New Orleans uh and starring the original vampires and I, i've been watching it it's okay i'm not quite sure if i can handle uh, a couple of shows you know that similar but uh and then we also have this series calling uh coming called van uh, dracula another vampire show called dracula uh with john reese uh, what's this guy's name oh i forget anyway uh that's gonna be i think on fridays uh and grim is gonna be come back to fridays so and thursday we have big bang Theory is back and uh and what else uh person of interest although they moved that to tuesday that's sort of a genre show so uh i think is that about it yeah i think that's mostly oh we've got uh i haven't seen it the first episode yet i still have to watch it once upon a time in wonderland You know, we have Once Upon a Time back, which is on Sundays, and Once Upon a Time of Wonderland on Thursdays, right? But I haven't seen the first episode of that yet. So that's on my plan for later today to get caught up on that. uh, That should pretty much do it. Oh, and we've got The Walking Dead, though, coming back tonight. So that's going to be great. Uh, They always tend to seem to bring it back a little before Halloween each year and uh, get you in the mood for the spooky time of year that we have uh, coming in a couple of weeks. So last thing i want to say and i've said this a little bit before but it's completely completely 100 percent official now i am attending uh the austin comic con it is i think it's uh, over the weekend of november 22nd 23rd and 24th you can search it uh, on wizardworld.com it's a wizard world convention but it's on austin texas i'll be there for all three days friday saturday and sunday I fly in I think Friday morning. I'm not leaving till Monday morning, so I'll be there the whole time and I'll be hanging out and around and about with the Anomaly Ladies at there. They've got a fan um booth. I guess that's what you call it, fan booth, fan table, an area <laughs> whatever you want to call it. Anyway, they have a they have an official spot there, so I'll be there quite a bit and and just around the con. I think I, I'm Thinking probably it's going to be Saturday where I'm going to be definitely dressing up in my uh, still working on it Starfleet uh, original series uniform blue shirt and all. So uh, so anyway, if you happen to be in the Texas area uh, or or somewhere near enough by that you got you can come by. Please please definitely come by, and, and uh, you know if you um, if you are going to attend and you want to set up some kind of a meet somewhere or. You know, sometimes conventions can be a little crazy with all the people. You know, just shoot me an email let me know. Uh, the email, of course, always for the show is treksf at gmail.com, and maybe we can arrange uh, some spot to meet up at. But, uh, yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm really looking forward to it. It's been a long, long time since I've gone to a convention outside of sort of the Michigan-ish area. I've been to several, you know, around here, but it's been a long time since I've traveled to one, so I'm really looking forward to that. It's also been a long time since I've gone with – with some other big fans of, of this kind of stuff. Usually I go with, you know, people that kind of like it, but, uh, not quite like this. So really looking forward to it. It's going to be a lot of fun. And, uh, I'm going to take, uh, as many pictures and video and audio as I can manage. And, and uh, I'm sure we'll put out some kind of, you know, you, you know, m- mega podcast vidcast something when I get back from it all. So, uh, so yeah, it's going to be great. Uh, I, I'm, really really excited to to, uh to get out and see uh jen angela and anybody else that uh, happens to be there so all right that's uh, about it for everything else let's get into this enterprise episode affliction from season four of the series here we go all right here we go with the episode affliction like we're in a Klingon ship or base at this point. What do you want with me, he says. Secure him. I demand to see the Magistrate. They're hooking up like this ivy of this green Kool-Aid looking stuff. My death sentence was commuted. And they put it into this prisoner guy. They inject or slip it into his vein. And these are, of course, the the Klingons with the you know ridgy foreheads. And within a few you know short time, few seconds, he screams. The Klingon that's connected to this green juice, and his forehead is like sort of like like mutating or morphing right uh, real fast so anyway this uh, episode of enterprise i thought would be interesting there's actually a follow-up episode to this so it's sort of in a way a two parter but the uh the idea with these episodes here of season four is to explain the smooth klingon foreheads versus the rigid you know ridge type foreheads like Worf has and, you know, one of the things that the Klingons on Enterprise, which is supposed to be, of course, set before the original series, they all had these rigid, you know, foreheads like they did in the motion picture and, and, and beyond that. So to uh, to Star Trek continuity in that, it seemed odd. You know, it was like, okay, I could see they were smooth and then got rigid, but are you saying they were rigid, got smooth, and then got rigid again? Uh, uh, you know, it's, it's uh, anyway... So this episode, it sort of attempts to explain that uh, story by Manny Cotto, uh, who of course worked a lot on this season of uh, Trek, tell-played by Michael Sussman, uh, directed by Michael Grossman. It uh, is the 15th episode of season four. It was first aired in February, February 18th of 2005. All right, now we're showing Enterprise. November 27th, 2154.
3: We've returned home for the official launch of our sister ship, Columbia. On a personal note, I'll also be saying goodbye to one hell of a chief engineer.
4: Of course, in this part of the storyline, you know, Trip is leaving Enterprise to go to the Columbia, mostly because of his relationship with T'Pol. Yeah. Who just showed up at his quarters right now.
1: She's a thing of beauty
2: is virtually identical to Enterprise.
1: Uh, a good engineer can see the differences. You coming to the mess hall later? My going away party?
2: I don't understand the logic behind this transfer. You're not being promoted. You think I'm doing this to advance my career? You wouldn't leave Captain Archer without sufficient reason.
1: Well, for one thing, this is a new challenge. Took me a year to fine-tune Enterprise. I figure I can do the same for Captain Hernandez in half the time needs a chief engineer who's been out there, has the experience.
2: Are you leaving because of me?
1: Starfleet's approved the transfer.
2: You didn't answer my question.
1: (sighs) This may come as a shock, but not everything in my life revolves around you.
4: Yeah, I don't think that's true. (laughs) I think it does. And now we're basically showing—it uh, looks like San Francisco down on Earth.
6: I'm glad we got here early. There never used to be a way to get in. You didn't think, Madam?
4: And it's uh, Flocks and Hoshi out for a nice little night, uh, casual dining That's and walking fault. along a street here. I
2: told a few friends about the place. A few? I'm a calm officer. If there's one thing I know how to do, it's disseminate information. <laughs> you didn't tell me how your meeting went today at I.M.E.
6: They asked if I was interested in becoming director of xenobiology.
2: That's great. Are you gonna accept?
6: I'm considering it. The truth is, I've grown rather fond of my shipmates. I'm not certain I'm ready to leave them just yet. What would you suggest?
2: I'm the wrong person to ask. I've got a vested interest in keeping you around.
4: You, DeNobilin, come with us. What do you want? Maybe you didn't hear me. They pull a gun, these two guys. Hoshi disarms one of them and now they're struggling with them. Hoshi handles herself pretty good here. Oh, but then she gets knocked out. And they just stunned Flocks. I like the fact that Hoshi and Phlox sort of had a nice friendship on Enterprise over time. You know, they, kind of de- they were both kind of little outsiders. Well, they're showing sort of an investigation here going on. Hoshi. I'm alright, sir. Who did this?
5: That's what I'm trying to determine. Commander Collins, Starfleet security.
3: Jonathan Archer, this is Lieutenant Reed.
5: There were three men, they were, they were in the shadows. I didn't, I didn't get a good look at them. You told me before that one of them said something to the others? Right before I passed out. I'm pretty sure it wasn't English.
3: Do you remember what he said?
5: Sorry, sir. The only DNA we have recovered belongs to Ensign Sato and to your doctor. We did find some residual ionization traces here.
9: A transporter signature.
5: Very few people have access to that kind of technology.
9: Still, it's a likely explanation.
5: Dr. Flux was involved in an altercation the last time he was in San Francisco.
9: You think this is related?
5: Well, assaults against aliens are still pretty rare. If the man who attacked him was holding a grudge, it was a loudmouth in
9: a bar. I mean, I doubt he could find his head with both hands, never mind organize a kidnapping.
5: We're pursuing all avenues. Excuse me, Captain. Lieutenant.
4: Yeah, I remember there was sort operations. of this anti-alien. See if their satellites picked up any transporter activity this evening. This anti-alien sort of feeling on Earth, especially after the whole Zindi incident, and uh, so that flocks uh, had a little run-in a while back about that. Now we're over on Columbia. Trip is uh, getting satellites. The matrix
1: has got to be aligned within 0.3 microns.
4: Oh, and Seth specs Mc- say 0.5. Who do you think wrote those specs? A warp
1: field specialist? Exactly.
4: That's Seth Some guy who's Never been outside the solar spot here. System.
1: I've spent the last three and a half years crawling inside one of these engines. I know what I'm talking about. Aye, sir. Biggs, Pierce, I want you to recalibrate the field stabilizers. Rivers and Strong, we'll start with the injector assembly. This bucket of bolts was supposed to leave dry docks six months ago. I guarantee you, Columbia's going to warp out of orbit before the end of the week.
0: Get to work. Customary to report to the captain after a transfer.
1: I'm sorry, ma'am. I wanted to see what the situation was like before we spoke. Commander Charles Tucker, reporting for duty.
0: Welcome aboard. Trip is it? That's right. So what do you think? Can she be salvaged?
1: I think there's a good chance. Any news on Dr. Phlox?
0: Not so far. If I hear anything, I'll let you know. Certainly know how to motivate the troops.
1: We'll be pulling triple shifts if we want to meet this new launch date.
0: You still need to eat. Captain's mess, tomorrow, 1800 hours. We can trade stories about your former CEO.
1: I'll be there.
0: Commander! Drop by the quartermasters at the end of your shift.
1: Ma'am?
0: Might wanna update your uniform.
4: my Captain. Yeah, so they, they wear a similar uniform, but they have a patch on the side that shows the ship. So yeah, he's kinda he's still kinda connected to Enterprise. Come in. We've heard nothing from
3: the kidnappers. Not even a ransom demand.
2: I've spoken with the Edenobulan ambassador. He's notified the doctor's wives.
3: Oh, she thought she overheard one of the kidnappers say something in another language, but she was semi-conscious at the time. Maybe you could help her remember.
2: A mind meld? I've never initiated a meld before. I don't have the proper training. I know it's dangerous, but I
3: can walk you through it. You. I had Surik's Katra in my head for four days.
9: I picked up a few tricks. Computer, access satellite logs 137. Time parameters 1900 and 1945 today. What? Starfleet operations, this is Lieutenant Malcolm Reed aboard Enterprise.
4: So he's being blocked. He can't get the data that he wants. Please acknowledge.
1: Burning the midnight oil, Lieutenant.
4: Sir. It's one of Reed's I former... I thought I was calling stuffy Dobbs. ...bosses, I guess. guess. Section you 31. You know
1: why the grid covering San Francisco was down for maintenance tonight? Something like that. Meet me at this address.
4: In one hour. You remember, if uh, if you've seen these episodes, you know Reed sort of used to be sort of a an agent or a covert operative with Section Thirty One, and sort of you know did some dubious things, I guess. Now we're in. Uh,
2: My mind to your mind.
4: I think Hoshi's core. Our
2: minds are merging. Our minds are one.
4: Paul is doing a mind meld on Hoshi, trying to learn a little bit more Nothing's about happening. what happened.
3: DePaul, try to relax your emotional suppression. Just a
2: I feel what you feel. I know what you know. Can you hear me? Yes, perfectly. You and the doctor have just left the restaurant. I'm glad we got here early. Mm.
6: There never used to be a wait to get in. Good.
4: So they're flashing yeah, to what happened, happened here, here and sort of to Paul is with them at this time. Where were you time.
2: attacked? There. The
6: truth is, I've grown rather fond of my shipmates. Do you I'm see not them? ready to leave them just yet.
8: What would you suggest? Yes. You, Tenobulin, come with us.
6: What do you want? Maybe you didn't hear me. Ah! <coughs> oh!
2: Focus on the moment. Put aside any pain. Dosha Tiang Nevril. Dosha Nevril.
4: It's Klingon, I think.
2: Bring him with us. It's Rigelian.
4: Oh, Rigelian, okay. That's right. I forgot about the Rigelians in this one, which we see for the first time, I think.
2: Rigelian freighter left orbit two hours after Phlox's abduction. According to their flight plan, they were headed for Proxima Colony.
3: This trajectory won't take them anywhere near Proxima Colony. Ensign. Sir? Put Admiral Gardner through to my ready room. Shore leaves are cancelled.
4: Get everyone back on board. We're gonna take a little trip. Reed's down here on, uh, in San Francisco meeting uh, this uh, former I guess boss of his
9: I to understand you are responsible for taking that satellite grid offline Not me personally But you're involved <laughs> Phlox is my friend Do you know where he is?
10: We have an assignment
9: for you I wasn't aware that I was still a part of your section
1: There's a job that needs doing, Lieutenant. it may be the only way to save your friend's life.
4: So he says we have a job for you, but doesn't tell him what it is, just sort of walks away. (laughs) Okay. Now they're showing a planet here. Uh, Looks pretty rough looking. Got a group of Klingons, and one of these is actually John Shuck in Klingon makeup. Of course, he appeared in the sixth to Star Trek Kuvat Colony. Movie. Doctor, you will work with Doctor Antok.
8: I will do nothing of the kind. Then you will die. I'm certain there are easier ways for you to recruit a new lab assistants. You misunderstand me, Doctor. Antok will be assisting you. It's good to see you again, Doctor.
10: I beg your pardon? I wouldn't expect you to remember, but we met briefly five years ago at the IME conference on Tiburon. I don't recall meeting the Klingon at that conference. I was disguised as a member of the Maserite delegation. My
8: people weren't invited. I will let you two get reacquainted. I suggest you work quickly, Doctor. I expect a progress report by sunrise. You must forgive the
10: General's conduct. The warrior caste has little use for social protocols.
6: What do you want with me?
10: The Empire is facing its gravest threat since the Herc invasion. A virus is spreading from planet to planet. Millions are already infected. If this continues,
6: the Klingon species will cease to exist. Why didn't you simply ask for our help? Starfleet and Tanobila would have provided you with all of the specialists you'd need. You don't
10: understand the Klingon way, Doctor. To ask for assistance would make us look weak in the eyes of our enemies. It could even incite rebellion. Why me? I was impressed by your lecture at the conference. Your paper on viral propagation was very insightful. What field of study are you in, precisely? Metagenic research. I've already isolated the virus. I assume you'll want to start by mapping the nucleotides. It wasn't my idea to abduct you. Nevertheless, you are here. Millions of lives are at risk.
4: Yeah, so Flock's really, you know, he can't say no to that. I mean, obviously his life isn't in danger, too. But being a doctor, same thing like Dr. Boy or crusher or anything.
2: work trail has terminated.
4: They'll always want to they save to or help people 20%. if they can.
2: How long to intercept?
3: Our current speed, 8.2 hours. Archer to Engineering. Commander Kelby. Respond. You go? Kelby here, sir. We could use a little more speed. The injectors are running at 105%. Commander Tucker's pushed them higher than that before.
9: I'll see what I can do, Captain.
4: Yeah, I think they get the Enterprise at its top speed ever in, in this episode 5.2, I think. I don't know who's
1: in charge of your mess hall, but you could give the chef on Enterprise a run for his money.
0: I stole him from the Republic. Captain Jennings said I could have anything I wanted when I left, so I took his cook. (laughs) I've gotten two transfer requests from crewmen in your department. Who? It's probably better if I didn't mention names. I denied them. You're already short-handed. Quite an impression you've made, Commander. You've been aboard less than two days, and already some of your team want to jump ship.
1: I've knocked a few heads together. But we're getting the job done. We'll be ready for warp trials by Thursday.
0: I was surprised you accepted this transfer. I saw an interview with you after the Zindi mission. You said you couldn't see yourself serving on any other starship.
1: Well, you've got a good memory, Captain.
0: It comes in handy.
1: I was getting a little too comfortable on Enterprise. Got a lot of friends over there, but... Sometimes it's easier to work with people who are just colleagues.
4: Yeah, he left because of T'Pol. Yeah, which is silly anyway, you know. Come on. I mean... Now Tapal is meditating in her quarters, and... She sort of sees Trip in this sort of white white space, like, in her, in her mind, somehow.
2: Why are you here?
4: I was about
1: to ask you the same thing. Is this a daydream?
2: I'm meditating. This is where I go in my mind.
1: Well, I would have thought you'd pick a more interesting place. Like the beach, or... Those fire planes you showed me.
2: Please leave.
1: Exactly where am I supposed to go? Away. This is my daydream. You go away. Excuse me, Commander. Is everything all right? Yeah, I'm fine. The diagnostic you asked for. Thanks.
4: basically Paul. connected somehow. We're approaching the coordinates. Trip way back on Columbia. On my way. And to Paul out here on Enterprise. Somehow she was able to link their minds. So Enterprise came has come up on this sort of wrecked vessel. It looks like. It's a no a pretty, b- pretty big mess.
2: I'm reading several bodies aboard.
9: Lobulan.
0: they're all Rigelian
4: yay they're all dead Rigelians can you tell who did this hello sir
9: I'll have to bring aboard some of the debris and analyze it Scan
4: so, for their data recorder so my lied something. to Captain Archer here he uh He he could detect something on his panel and showed weapons. Unless I'm mistaken, this virus
6: is a mutated form of the Lavodian flu. It's
4: immune to whatever antiviral
6: we've tried. We should contact the IME. They may have seen this mutation before. I'm certain they'll be willing to share their database with us. I know of a few indirect channels. No one would have to know. There's no reason to
10: contact them. We've acquired their entire database. You stole it. Medical research isn't a priority for the High Council. I am forced to obtain information however I can. That doesn't sound very honorable. Given the
6: choice between honor and saving lives, I choose the latter. Perhaps you should ask your superiors to steal a genome sequencer, hmm? We're not going to be able to map the virus without the proper technology.
7: They're brought in a
4: Klingon
7: here. We're
10: being exposed! This patient is at stage one. The virus doesn't become contagious until stage three.
6: When I asked you to bring me a subject for dissection, I assumed he'd already be dead. He won't be alive much longer. What do you think you're doing? Euthanizing him. Out of the question.
10: I thought you were committed
6: to saving lives.
10: It is more honorable to give one's life to medical research than to die for no purpose. That choice is not ours to make.
4: Proceed. The other Klingon shot this guy killed him in front of Phlox. Well, he was arguing with the doctor guy. Computer, establish an encrypted comlink. Starfleet frequency,
9: 7-9 Baker. Lieutenant, you told me the Klingons were going to rendezvous with that freighter, not
1: destroy it. I regret what happened, but they had to cover their tracks. How
9: many were on board that
1: ship? That's not your concern. Have you analyzed the weapon signatures yet? Yes. You haven't told Archer?
9: But I'm not certain how much longer I can keep this from him.
1: Orion Raiders have been known to operate in this area.
9: You want me to lie again? I could explain the situation to the captain.
1: You have a peculiar sense of humor, Lieutenant.
9: I've worked closely with the man. You can trust him.
1: Archer is a Starfleet captain. His duty would be to report everything you tell him to Admiral Gardner. They would launch an investigation.
9: I'm being compromised, sir.
1: And I don't like it. Then I suggest you adjust your comfort level, Lieutenant. You made a commitment to us long before you joined the Enterprise.
2: Tactical alert. All hands to battle stations.
1: What was that? I believe we're
9: under attack.
4: Yeah, I'd say you're under attack. Whole
2: <laughs> plating's holding. Still no response.
3: Target their weapons.
4: We had like about four uh, would look to be sort of like Klingons, just beam aboard the Enterprise.
2: We've been boarded. D-deck, starboard side. Access tube seven.
4: Seal it
3: off. Get the Makos down there.
10: Duck, be, doc,
4: be doc. These Klingons have smooth foreheads, just kind of, you know, ruddy looking.
10: Come on, nuke Make to check.
4: In a strike where they I don't were want them getting away in the corridor where they were at to cause some disruption. Looks like they're trying to get information from the Joel, chick. One Mako took out like uh, one of the common. Hey,
2: the transporter
3: they're going to warp pursuit course the helm's not responding
9: wake them up
4: so they got the Klingon strapped into uh why did
3: you attack us
4: the medical uh fuck pok feature.
2: Come on. I have nothing to say to you, human. That sounds like- Klingon. There must be some kind of mistake. What is it? According to his biosignature, he is Klingon.
9: Look human. Any theories?
2: I need to run further tests. Their boarding party disabled our antimatter flow regulators. Warp drive should be repaired in six hours.
3: Give our new chief engineer a hand. Tell him to dig a little deeper, see if these Klingons damage any other systems. A Ragellian
9: freighter. Did you get anything out of the black box?
2: It's been erased.
9: It might have been a safeguard in case it fell into the wrong hands. Work with Oshi. See if you can reconstruct any data.
4: So Klingons pop in, disable Enterprise and is temporarily, familiar and, and get about out. Base pair sequences. Familiar. There's a targ here in the in the lab.
8: Feeding time is over. Go back.
4: He has a name too. The, the Do you first think it's wise one of the first time. keep
10: wild animals in here. There are dozens of creatures in your sick bay. I don't let them roam free. I could never keep Boksha locked up. He was my first patient. He tore his side open when I was a child.
6: I stitched the wound myself. I have seen these sequences before. Six months ago, to be precise, this is augment DNA. How did modified human genes find their way into this virus?
8: Is that really such a surprise, Doctor? It only took two human augments to commandeer a bird of prey and murder its entire crew. The Empire could not allow an inferior species to gain an advantage on us. Imagine every Starfleet vessel manned with genetically engineered humans. Earth banned genetic engineering decades ago.
6: The Augments who attacked you were relics of another era.
8: The Vulcans told that to the High Council. They weren't very persuasive. We were simply responding to a threat.
6: You were trying to create Klingon Augments. But Sue's experiments were all killed. Where did you get the genetic material? Several embryos were found in
10: the wreckage of the Bird of Prey. We used them to resequence a number of tested subjects. There were some unanticipated
6: side effects. The cranial ridges started to dissolve. Augment DNA was more aggressive than you realized, hmm? For a time, it appeared we were quite
10: successful. Our augments might have looked human, but they were Klingon, stronger, more intelligent. Then the neural pathways started to degrade. They died in agony. One of the test subjects was suffering from the Lavodian flu. The augment genes modified the virus. It
8: became airborne. You should have told me this earlier! If you hope to ever leave this place, I suggest you stop asking questions and resume work.
4: So basically, in a nutshell, the Klingons were trying to create their own augments, which in turn changed their appearance and then created this virus that's now killing Klingons.
2: Weird dreams after a mind melt. Subconscious thoughts are often exchanged. They sometimes surface during sleep. I had a bizarre dream last night. Commander Tucker was in it. We were in a strange place. It was all white. There was almost a uh, romantic quality to it. I don't ever remember dreaming about Commander Tucker before. <laughs> Most oh unusual. boy. The recorder was erased deliberately.
3: Malcolm said there might have been a safeguard.
2: The memory core was wiped by that Microdine coupler. You sure? It left a unique magnetic signature. We found it in storage locker C-14. The last person to access that locker was Lieutenant Reed.
9: I'm not quite sure what you're getting at,
3: sir. Only someone with security clearance of Alpha 4 or higher had access to the black box. That's just to Paul, you and me. I agree. It is a bit of a mystery. You sure that freighter was destroyed by Orion weapons? There's no doubt. I asked Paul to double-check your analysis. The freighter was fired on by Klingon disruptors.
9: Double due respect, sir. Must have been a mistake. I've seen the sensor logs. Someone could have tampered with them. Refuse to answer any more questions.
1: Malcolm.
9: No. I never would have believed that you, of all people.
3: Corporal. Lieutenant Reed's been relieved of duty. Escort him to the brig and confine him.
4: Dun dun dun. Even in watching these again, you know, I, I kind of think about, like, really why Reed does this and a couple other things. They never really, I think, fully convinced me of why this, this section has this hold over him so much, you know, that, you know, it's not like they kidnapped his We've daughter.
3: Had Yet.
4: Now, I Archer's to talking to ship
3: into their space. I don't have to tell you how dangerous that is.
4: To read in if the bridge. If you break. know
3: where they've taken Flocks,
9: I have no idea where the doctor is, Captain.
4: On that, you have my word.
3: Your word is
9: not worth a lot at the moment.
3: The Malcolm Reed I know would give his life
9: before committing treason. I'm not working for the Klingons. Who then? You betrayed everything that uniform stands for. Captain. There are some obligations that go beyond my loyalty to you and this
1: crew. What the
3: hell does that mean? I can't say any more. You haven't said much of anything. You've told me a lot about your father. His years in the Royal Navy, their tradition of honor and service. How do you think he'll react when he learns you're facing
9: court martial? I wouldn't know, sir.
4: seems pretty busted up about this, you know. We're running out
6: of time. I can't sequence these nucleotides any faster. Perhaps you should have abducted Dr. Soon. He could have mapped his genome more efficiently than I can.
8: We tried. Soon was under heavy guard. If you don't accelerate your efforts, there will be no one left to cure. The High Council has dispatched the fleet. They have annihilated Navak colony.
10: Navak was one of the first planets affected by the plague.
8: They're massacring the victims? The Council will do whatever is required to contain this outbreak.
6: General, we're making progress, but I'll need a few weeks to develop an antiviral agent. It will have to be
8: tested? Millions will be infected by then. The Council will not wait! How long until the fleet reaches us? Five days.
6: I can't cure this in five days.
10: They wouldn't destroy us if they knew we had created Klingon Augments. The experiment failed. It succeeded for a brief period. If Phlox and I can find a way to stabilize the human DNA prior to the onset of stage three, our augments would survive. If we're successful, you could use them as leverage. Force the High Council to give us more time to find a cure.
6: You don't seriously expect me to help you create Klingon augments?
8: You could save the inhabitants of this planet. I won't assist you.
6: you will kill or me if you but we're i refuse to cooperate take him
4: and now we're back uh hey, Earth in colombia I've always liked the, uh, the this idea of starting Hernandez. to get more, to more of for uh, ships to out there like Enterprise. Thank you know, you. I, it would have been nice if the series had been able to continue Ridge where we engineering. had quite a few,
0: ready, Mr.
4: just a few more seconds, NX-class ships I like this.
1: That's it. The it. matrix is stable, driver coils are configured for warp speed. Nice work. Engineering to bridge.
4: Yeah, Seth McFarlane uh, is Time a big Trek fan, anchor. so I think it was a big thrill for him to appear Lieutenant, on Enterprise. He did one a little bit in another episode, out. too.
0: Then take us to work.
4: bringing a Klingon, the Klingon prisoner uh, on Enterprise into a brig cell next to Malcolm. And he seems a little sick. He's coughing. So what are you in for? Is your captain hoping
9: he'll obtain information from me? Shouldn't think so. Why are you here? That's a long story. Entertain me. I lied to him. You're fortunate to be alive. A Klingon who betrays his captain would be immediately executed. Why did you and your men board Enterprise? You know, you may find this hard to believe, but you and I actually want the same thing. And what is that? Cure. there's no reason for you or any more of your people to die
3: there's a malfunction in the intermix chamber plasma pressure's rising
2: the antimatter flow regulators are locked open
3: Did the klingons damage them uncertain pressure approaching critical them, huh you know can we drop to impulse the reactor would breach
2: but we can reduce pressure by
3: increasing speed Go to Maximum more get down to Engineering. See what you can do. You sabotaged us. How do we repair the damage? If our reactor breaches, you're going to die with us.
9: I'm a soldier of the Empire. I'm prepared to die. Captain! You need your tactical officer!
10: Please, sir! I can
0: be you, sir! Yeah,
10: this
4: uh is... yeah, this episode's going to kind of end in a bit of a cliffhanger, sorry about that. I'll try to cover the uh, the follow-up to this fairly soon. Commander, Maybe, did you uh, see that? We'll slip it in next week.
2: Please month. be more specific. On the monitor. Well Captain Archer...
4: There's a virus in the computer or something. The warp
2: matrix has been compromised. By a Klingon subroutine.
4: Can you remove it?
2: Not uh, certain. it's infiltrated our command protocols.
3: Do what you can. Bridge to Captain Archer. Pressure's increasing again. Take us to warp 5.2. Sir, we can't hold that speed for long. We're out of options, Travis. 5.2. Acknowledged.
4: They're cruising pretty fast now, and uh, and this is where the episode ends. (laughs) So there we have uh, this first part of this sort of Klingon augment uh, virus storyline called Affliction from season four of Enterprise. I really like the fact that they tried to you know come up with a, a reasonable explanation you know for the Klingon Ridge situation and. They had them, and then they didn't, and then they have them again. These cranial ridges, uh, you know, in flocks, grabbing flocks, and the, and the connection to the augments and Dr. Soon—it uh, it kind of fits pretty good together, I think. And uh, like I said, the next, uh, the next episode, um, sort of the follow-up to this, we'll uh, try to cover here shortly on uh, Trex and Sci-Fi, maybe next month. Uh, I will take a very short break and come back and wrap up today's podcast.
1: Hi, this is Connor Trenure. You're listening to Treks in Sci-Fi.
4: All right, I'm back. Uh, Just give you a little bit of an update on a couple of things. Uh, First, uh, the upcoming schedule for Treks in Sci-Fi next week, uh, the 20th of October, that uh, day and weekend. Mark uh, M5 on the forums. Mark Daniels will be here to do a... uh, an episode of the show uh, featuring a classic movie. Hang on, one second. Oh, sorry about that. Got interrupted there for a second. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, upcoming on the schedule next week, Mark, with uh, a classic sci-fi uh, movie. Look again. This one's called *The Thing from Another World*. I, I'm under the impression that every every uh, old sci-fi movie, you know, from the 50s and stuff, had to have the word "thing" in it. <laughs> So that, that'll be in next week's show, Mark. And in two weeks, I'll be back on the 27th of October, the weekend right before Halloween. And I'm going to do a sort of a spooky Halloween show like I like to do. And the what I decided to cover this year is um, I'm going to cover the, the movie Army of Darkness. I don't think I've covered that before. I've talked a little bit about it, but I don't think I did a full episode about that. And that's a fun movie. It was sort of the third one in the Evil Dead trilogy. Uh, with Bruce Campbell, and it should be a lot of fun uh, to cover for Halloween. So, And then on November 3rd, we're going to get a, a, a start of a new ships show. You know, you've had uh, Brian, Rick, and Jeff uh, talking about Trek ships on a few shows as guests, and they're going to get into Star Wars ships uh, for their first look at uh, the Star Wars vessels. They're also going to be joined by Joe... Uh, who Billy Bob, who's done some guest spots before. So anyway, that'll be on the 3rd of November. And that's it for uh, what's upcoming on the podcast. Uh, and I think that's about all I needed to cover. I, I thank everyone for listening. Uh, always you're welcome to put up iTunes reviews, PayPal donations, all the good details of that over at treksandsci Join our Facebook group uh, and also join the forum. If you want to join the forum, just send me an email tre- at treksf.com at gmail.com. And we'll get you signed up. So um, that's about it. Take care, everyone. I'll talk to you in a couple of weeks. Again, next week, Mark will be here with the thing from another world. Take care. Bye bye.
5: this has been a week old dusty podcast production